chapter eleven of order number eleven this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org order number eleven by caroline abbott stanley chapter eleven a chapter of border history as might have been expected dr cheever entered heartily into the life of the neighbourhood which was unusually gay at this christmas season a man of his adaptability could hardly fail to fit in anywhere the first thing was a horseback ride over to sally devereux's which was successfully accomplished after dr cheever was once in the saddle virginia lost her awe of him during that ordeal and was able to laugh and talk with him afterward just as if he had always been a dweller on the prairie when sunday came he innocently suggested being quite in love with his new accomplishment that he and virginia ride but virginia reminded him that it would hardly be fair for her to take him away from miss abby and he agreed at once to go in the carriage if she would you are crazy virginia said to miss nanny who privately urged her to ride if dr cheever wanted to go that way even miss nanny had fallen under his spell do you suppose i am going to ride to church with anybody that has to have his horse brought up to the blocks oh, i wouldn't hear the last of it for a year he gets into a carriage beautifully but at the church she thought with a concern she had never felt before of how it must all strike one who had seen all that dr cheever had seen at home and abroad if their guest felt any amusement however at the crudities of the little church he was too well bred to disclose it by word or look there were parties that week and a wedding and an inn fair the next day at the groom's house and the trevilians were kept busy with it all during all this time there had never been a reference to the border troubles that had kept missouri and kansas in an uproar for the last five years such portions of the two states at least as had been adjacent they all recognized that as a dangerous topic and yet both gentlemen had felt a growing desire to talk it over before they parted for each felt sure now that he would have a reasonable person to talk to it was the last day of dr cheever's visit and they were all seated around the open fire in mrs trevilian's room which after the custom of the country was the general sitting-room all that is except miss abby who was busy with school papers i saw a man to-day as we were coming home from dr lay's said dr cheever thoughtfully with half-closed eyes that i am sure i have seen before who was it asked mrs trevilian what did you say his name was miss virginia emmons baird she replied turning uncomfortably red oh said miss nanny an old friend of virginia's her niece shot an indignant glance at her and frowned at her mother giving imploring pinches meanwhile at her father's arm as she leaned against him she did not want dr cheever to hear that story emmons baird repeated dr cheever oblivious of this little family by-play his eyes were closed now in his effort to fit name and face together i never heard of emmons baird that i know of but i am sure i have seen that face it is not one to forget now is it he appealed to the colonel 
it is not his host replied he was thinking of it as he saw it that day last fall the white terror in it had stayed with him for days where do you think you have seen him in kansas unless i am greatly mistaken i think he is one of a company that came in there in fifty five you know that about that time they were coming in from almost everywhere i think this man was one of them oh i reckon not doctor at least he is a slaveholder now he bought a man and a woman soon after he came to this neighborhood a man that had come out to make kansas a free state would hardly do that how long has he been in this neighborhood about a year and a half or two years i can't say exactly i think i've seen that man in kansas dr cheever insisted let me see you have seen pretty much all of this kansas missouri trouble haven't you doctor i think miss abby told me you were one of the first to go yes sir i was in the second company that got to lawrence the first one preceded us by about six weeks they pitched their tents on the present side of lawrence august one eighteen fifty four you didn't lose much time remarked the colonel dryly i believe the kansas nebraska bill was signed only the may before well colonel laughed dr cheever you people were so quick on the triggers that we didn't have any time to lose you were here before us as it was we entered the territory immediately sir and we did as soon as we could get there they both laughed they had wanted to do it all along and now they were safely started miss abby being away and miss nanny sitting with lips shut tight they thought they could get through it all right it was a race said colonel trevilian and you beat us that is about all there was to it well colonel you gave us a good run there's no denying that i don't think you have anything to reproach yourselves with at the spring election in eighteen fifty five you polled more votes than there were voters in this state you couldn't hope to do more than that and he threw back his head with a hearty laugh in which they all joined i don't deny it sir i don't deny it but we thought we were fighting the devil with fire you were bound to have the state and so were we the trouble was colonel that you took up only a voting residence if you had gone to stay now as we did i don't know about that the impression prevailed here that yours was a fighting residence you know there was a great dearth of women and agricultural implements in those companies is it true doctor as we have heard asked mrs trevilian that one company was sent out to kansas from new england armed with bibles and sharps rifles and told to use both i believe it is admitted dr cheever they were from new haven and were known as the rifle christians but that was later mrs trevilian after it seemed necessary for them to control the poles and protect themselves we understood that both were presented by a minister of the gospel yes they were by henry ward beecher miss nanny shut her lips tight you know what the inspecting officer said about the companies sent in by way of nebraska after our patrol of the missouri had barred them out that way asked colonel trevilian what was that colonel he said i do not see many spinning wheels sticking out of the wagons but he found a remarkable assortment of farming implements sir muskets carbines sharpshooters revolvers and ammunition and these are the implements with which southeastern kansas has been farmed for several years you know that doctor well such crops never fail 
no said dr cheever shaking his head and what is more they follow the law of the harvest which is increase they sat in silence a moment and then colonel trevilian said doctor whatever was the nature of the first emigration to kansas its character later was clearly warlike you can't gainsay that and you can't wonder that we felt alarmed there are a hundred thousand slaves in missouri ten thousand of them in jackson and lafayette counties and we are right here on the border we fully believed that you had come down here to incite an insurrection to arm them and get up a servile war that threat was made on the streets of weston sir you know john brown was right here and he did his best that affair on the potawatomi was a butchery oh old john brown exclaimed miss nannie as if words were inadequate understand that i don't endorse john brown said dr cheever hastily i believe the time will come when john brown and his methods will be repudiated by his own party if we had had money enough continued colonel trevilian who had been pursuing his own train of thought we should have won we could have brought our people here from the south just as you did from the north paid their way and made it an object for them to come but then we didn't have the money so there's no use talking about it colonel dr cheever stopped and then went on valiantly it was not the money you lacked you think it was a high moral purpose asked mrs trevilian smiling i didn't say that i would not dare to with miss nannie sitting so close no she said shaking her head at him you'd better not i didn't and i'm not going to would you miss virginia she shook her head no adding coaxingly go on i love to hear you and father talk i don't know about all that said colonel trevilian returning to the charge i concede to you dr cheever and men like you the highest possible motive in giving up your life in the east and coming here to kansas i think you were wrong but i trust i am not so unacquainted with principle myself that i cannot recognize it in other men dr cheever with a sudden impulse extended his hand thank you colonel he said with much earnestness colonel trevilian took the offered hand in a cordial clasp it seemed almost like a pledge of friendship come what might you are all right my boy he said heartily you are all right from your point of view of course you were born on the wrong side of the line to get the right point of view but i tell you doctor all the men that have come to kansas are not of your stamp probably not i know in fact that the later companies were not always selected with much care indeed it would have been impossible to discriminate and weed out undesirable persons yes but when you put a money motive before men for allying themselves with a movement and at the same time give them the shelter of a high moral purpose it is not surprising if unprincipled men take advantage of it and some unprincipled men came out with those companies that i know now you take this man tigerman for instance right here in this neighborhood he came out with one of these very companies that you were speaking of those that took in rag tag and bobtail i don't remember that i said quite that began dr cheever no but i did now tigerman had his expenses paid out here to settle in kansas but when he got to kansas city he looked over into the territory and found it bare 
and rather poor picking and then over into missouri where the farms were well stocked and the farmers prosperous and he forgot his cause and dropped down here what do you think of that i hope he will stay kansas is better off without him i hope he will go missouri doesn't want him then there is emmons baird you say you are pretty sure he belonged to a company that came out to make kansas a free state and he is here now a slaveholder i tell you such men have no principle or if they have it is of the quicksilver variety you never can put your finger on it they are in the free state movement or any other movement for what they can get out of it now to my mind he continued thoughtfully there are three kinds of men in kansas men of honor like yourself actuated by the most exalted humanitarian principle i concede that they are there and i am glad they are for god knows they are needed then second there are men of the john brown stripe fanatics sir with principle of a certain kind perhaps but no sense to balance it and a fanatical fool is always a dangerous man then last and worst blatherskites like tigerman who have sense of a certain kind but no principle to balance it they may not all be bad men now either but men without fixed principles are always in danger of becoming bad men and dangerous men if the opportunity comes strengthen your own class doctor for if the john browns and the tigermans ever come to the front they will give kansas a black eye that she will not get over in a day i suppose there are bad men everywhere dr cheever remarked reflectively yes but you will find more where they are rushed in for a purpose with pecuniary rewards in plain sight you thought so when we went over to help you vote and it is all the worse when they are under a banner dubbed philanthropy we called ours plain self-interest i suppose it is hard to say just which side has been the most to blame in this dreadful border warfare said mrs trevilian yes mrs trevilian it is hard to get down to the real beginning of a war of retaliation and from first to last this missouri kansas trouble has been of that kind though i know many people in the east who could not be persuaded that that is true but i think it is over i believe the peace they celebrated down here at fort scott last summer will be a lasting one i hope so from the bottom of my heart said colonel trevilian but you mark my words doctor he raised his finger and punctuated his utterances with it if war with its opportunities and its temptations to unbridled license should ever come and men of the tigerman stripe get the whip-hand in kansas god save the state and god save the border said mrs trevilian with sudden prescience they sat in silence a few moments and then colonel trevilian said i suppose you have seen some stormy times in kansas doctor i have indeed and it is not entirely over yet there is still a good deal of lawlessness it is better than it was but life is pretty cheap but colonel one of the strangest things i have come across one of the hardest to unravel is going on there right now do you know there is a mysterious somebody going around that country putting his mark on this man and that and the other and when the mark is there the man is gone none of them live to tell the tale 
and that mark asked the colonel with interest is a bullet hole in the centre of the forehead it never varies and i suppose i've seen a dozen of those men virginia was leaning against her father from the ottoman which was her favourite seat she sat up now and looked at the speaker with fascinated eyes which dilated and darkened as she listened this must be what dr lay was telling us about father undoubtedly i think he said it had been going on for several years from what he could hear yes sir the first that i ever heard of it was four years ago this winter in eighteen fifty six a man was found dead out on the prairie west of town i was called to examine him it seemed a peculiar case to me then because it was such a clean piece of work well sir in about two months i was called again to examine a man discovered in the woods not far away it was exactly such a case a single bullet had pierced the brain since then the cases have multiplied until it positively seems almost dangerous to live in the community is it always in the vicinity of lawrence no not always i heard the other day of a victim found two or three counties away the man had left lawrence because he was afraid to stay but his enemy found him out is there no clue to it at all asked mrs trevilian no you can't really say there is a clue to the murderer but a strange coincidence has been noticed that may lead to a clue what is that asked colonel trevilian well at first there were no data to go upon at all for all one could tell it was merely chance that chose each victim young or old rich or poor married or single it was all the same that shut out the idea that it was from the ordinary motives that prompt such deeds it couldn't have been jealousy for some of those men were middle-aged men of family it evidently was not for robbery for the men's pockets were always unrifled remarkable ejaculated the colonel after a while it was noticed that every man killed was a kansan a free state man i mean aha said colonel trevilian thoughtfully is it supposed that this is the work of the missourians in kansas sir no colonel i think that is not held by anybody now there was some feeling at first that it might be but there is absolutely no evidence to prove it in fact no set of men among us have done more to ferret this thing out than the missourians it is clearly the work of one man or a combination of men actuated by the same purpose and having attained the same skill in the use of the revolver and that is a consummate skill mine own idea is that it is the work of a monomaniac a man insane on this one subject still he stopped well queried the colonel i was going to say that one thing which would give color to the theory that it is the work of the pro-slavery faction is that every man found dead has been discovered by tracing the thing back to have been identified with a band of jayhawkers that a few years ago went around kansas doing pretty deadly work i guess from what i can hear hm that looks bad the colonel shook his head i sincerely hope the pro-slavery men would not carry their retaliation to such a length as that does this band still exist no sir they disbanded some time ago i am told and have scattered possibly because the observation had been made that the victims were all from 
among their number it is a very strange case said colonel trevain very strange indeed you don't know whether this man baird ever lived in kansas asked dr cheever irrelevantly colonel trevilian thought not he had come here from virginia it was said though nobody seemed to know much about him or his antecedents they talked very little about their affairs were quite close-mouthed in fact why oh nothing dr cheever returned i just had a little curiosity about the man i can't get his face out of my mind aunt nan doesn't believe he is a virginian dr cheever said virginia mischievously tell him why aunt nan he may be said miss nanny but i have never seen a virginian before that said hadn't ought have you dr cheever never he laughed you have us there certainly and i've never seen one that couldn't bound his own county either i wish i could see this man and talk with him dr cheever said after a pause i believe i could tell whether he is a virginian from his speech and maybe i could tell some other things from his speech asked virginia yes he said dryly if i could make him speak long enough then he rose come miss virginia let's go for a farewell gallop miss nanny i can actually get up now without a stump i had to give jake a dollar though to get back his respect after having my horse led up to the blocks but i'm learning a good many things ten minutes later they were cantering gaily down the road toward dr lay's for a last call aunt nan said virginia that night as they were undressing she was so under the influence of the kansas story that she would not sleep alone i have the strangest feeling about what dr cheever was telling us i feel perfectly sure that in some way that man i know it is just one is going to come into our lives do you suppose it is a presentiment no returned miss nanny with emphasis it's biliousness you need a blue mass pill your liver is out of order aunt nan virginia spoke indignantly you know you've always said i didn't have any liver well you are getting one to talk like that or else you have enlargement of the imagination there is not much difference between the two you have been reading too many of mrs emma d e n southworth's stories or sylvanus cobb jr's i'll put you on a course of calomel and baxter's saint's rest that will hit both virginia clothed her soul with a garment of dignified silence but her last waking thought was he will i know he will End of chapter eleven